there. Welcome back to another episode of So Talk to Me. Yeah. It's been a couple weeks. It has. We missed last week. Mm-hmm. The one time in the past few years. No, I'm just kidding. Um, one of the few times over the past few years that we had to skip a week. But things happen. Crazy. Things. Life happens. Yes, life happens. Um, but that, we're back. That rain is really loud. Can you hear it? Yeah, it'll probably come through. Aww. Once again, we're not in the bathroom. It's <laughs> raining outside. And so, yeah, if you hear it in, in the background. That Why? Is the, what, I mean, you know, just wanted some assurance. Let people know. Why would people assume we were in the bathroom? I don't know. We got some weird listeners out there, okay? I think it's you who's weird. Yeah, that's true. And I attract weirdness myself. Anyways, it's pouring so, outside, and yes. you can probably hear it. So sorry. Yeah, it, yeah, it's uh, we got a thunderstorm warning here tonight. Flash so. flood warning. Yeah, it'll be raining all night. Yeah. Hopefully, it doesn't wake the kids, but it's usually no. Not bad. They usually sleep better when it rains. That's true. <laughs> it is true. Yeah, yeah, that is very true. <laughs> um. So yeah, we are back. We're back. Here we are, having another conversation, and Guess I hope- Guess who's back? Back again. I don't know what that is. So talk to me, he's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? You don't know that song? Nope. You didn't listen to Eminem? No. <laughs> I didn't. I don't. I know. I never have. <laughs> so, sorry. No, you're not. Yeah, that's true. I'm just <laughs> saying stuff just makes me feel better. Um, yeah. So apparently, while we've been gone, there have been a few. Since you've been gone. Yeah, that. <laughs> um, th- th- there have been a few what I will term non-traversies that have gone on. In the Christian social media. That's what you call them. Yes, that's what I call them. I wouldn't call them non-traversies or whatever you said. Yeah, that's what I said. Okay. Non-traversies. And so I've already played my hand, right? Um, So you know how how I think about it. Do we want to, do we even want to address? how I feel. What? (laughs) Oh my goodness. I I have got like lyrics popping in my head left Um, and right. Okay. Anyways. Do we want to talk about both of them? Oh, I don't. Not really. I think they take up too much time. Okay. Cool. Because we don't really see eye to eye on either of them. That's true. So I I think that if we started talking about them, it would just, yeah, take up too much time. Because okay. we'd be explaining both of our sides and it just would turn into more of like a debate and take up too much time. So Okay. Okay. Sounds good. But you wanted to talk about the second one, right? No, not necessarily, because we talked about it earlier, (laughs) and we talked about it for a while, so I think if we start talking about it again, we'd talk about it for a while. I mean, we can mention them just so people are like, aren't like, what are you talking about? Oh. So they know, but we're not going to discuss them. There was just, the first controversy happened on Twitter. I'm not on Twitter so I didn't hear about it until later, until it had pretty much died down. But there mm-hmm. was like a a discussion on whether or not David raped Bathsheba. Mm-hmm. And then um, uh, there was a big controversy, de- controversy, <laughs> controversy. <laughs> debacle over um, what, I don't even know what conference it was, but Mm. what, um, (laughs) I sometimes forget his actual name and just call him (laughs) Johnny Mac or G Mac, Uh, (laughs) but John MacArthur, yes, um, said something about Beth Moore Mm -hmm. and we'll just leave, we'll just leave it at that (laughs) because if we say anything more, we will get into a, a debate about it. So, okay. Anyways. Okay. 
that's it. So and we're not saying anything more because people talk have talked it. both of these things to death. Well, that's And why. done podcast episodes about it and we don't have to. That's why I thought it's, it's so funny is because like, I just feel like these things have been talked. Like they have gone on the shelf life for these two things has been so long, like weeks and weeks. I'm just like, geez, are y'all still talking about this? Like, no, man, it hasn't been weeks and weeks. A big deal. This is not a big deal. Yeah. We're the, just so used to the fast paceness of like just stuff happening all the time on social mm-hmm. media that we're surprised that this has gone on for a week. Okay. But the first <laughs> controversy had, has gone on for weeks. Oh, is that There's one still, still going people on? still talking about oh, okay. it. Yeah. I, again, I don't have like, Twitter, so I don't yeah. see these conversations. Okay. Yeah. The only thing that I even heard about it was an episode that Doctrine and Devotion did about that one. But they also did an episode on the J. Mac and Beth Moore thing, so. Gotcha. Which I recommend them both. They were both good. I liked them both. But I also just love Doctrine and Devotion, so. Yeah, it's good stuff. I haven't heard that second one, but I did hear the first one. Yeah, it's pretty good. But, yeah, the long and short of it is that I think it's been talked to death, and both of them aren't that big of a deal. The end. And we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> All right. Um, so how's your week been so far? It's Thursday night. How has your week been? I guess from last Thursday to this Thursday. Or just your work week. Or just today. Just, just, how was your day? <laughs> how's my day? <laughs> yes. It's... It's been crazy, like yeah. every other time we come to record. Yeah, it's. Um, I was talking to someone at the end of my day who asked a very similar question. And I was like, well, whenever I've tried to get something done, something else comes up. And so I feel like I haven't gotten anything fully done today. I've gotten like four things 70% done. So... It's kind of frustrating, but there's also progress. Does that make sense? So most of my day has been at work. Like that's, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking primarily with work. Yeah. Here at home, I was able to get a little bit of school done, but I mean, similar, similar th- deal where like I've gotten some score done, not as much as I had hoped that I would get done. So yeah, yeah, that's, that's been my day. <laughs> Jumping from one thing to another. That requires my time. How about you? How are you doing? Um, I'm. Are you just talking about like? Are you asking about how my day went? Or? Yes. Okay. <laughs> how are you right now, and why? <laughs> That's what I'm asking. Uh, I'm. Oh, I'm fine right now. Um, today was good. I uh, I got a good amount done. On my um, lecture that I'm giving mm-hmm. next week. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It's been a pretty chill day. Oh, that's surprising. Yeah. There's really not much else to say about it. It wasn't very eventful, which is nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Wow, I feel like the rain's getting louder now. So when we were, um, sorry, I'm just going to jump right into it. Yeah, horrible, not really segueing into our topics for this evening. There was a segue there. You you said that your day has been studying for your lecture. Yeah, pretty much. What is this lecture that you're giving? (laughs) Why don't we talk about that? Oh, okay. For now. Um, Well, in our women's Bible study, we've been going through. A study on um, Jesus's life, so um, been focusing on the synoptic gospels, uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and um, I am giving lesson four, which is focused mainly on um, Jesus's sermon in Luke chapter six. Mm-hmm. So. That's what I wanted to present was just 
a more like in-depth look at that sermon because it's covered a little bit in the lesson, mm-hmm. but it doesn't go real in-depth to it. So I wanted to do more of that because I was at first I was thinking like, okay, I'll just focus on like discipleship and like, or, or just disciples. Um, and like, what is a disciple and, um, just different aspects of like discipleship. Um, but I don't know. I just didn't seem to, it didn't seem to be coming together. Okay. Um, I was like, I'd rather just, I don't know, pick like a portion and just go through it like verse by verse Mm -hmm. (laughs) and teach it. Um, I don't know. I just feel like that's more my style. Okay. Then rather than coming up with like topical type of things, that seems to be hard for me for some reason. Um, and so, yeah, I was just like, well, in the lesson, talked a little bit about that sermon. Why don't I just teach through that sermon? Mm-hmm. And it's been really good. Um, I've been using my uh, Reformation Study Bible to help me study it, and um, also Matthew Henry's commentary and it's funny um the study bible um and matthew henry's commentary have the opposite view on um well just on whether or not this sermon in luke chapter six is just Luke's like account of the Sermon on the Mount. Okay. Or whether it's like a completely different sermon. Okay. Um, the study Bible says that it's most likely a different sermon, um, mm-hmm. but that Jesus just gave like similar messages wherever he yeah. went, like a lot of preachers did back then mm-hmm. and still do. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and then Matthew Henry believes that it's most likely that it's Luke's account of the Sermon on the Mount, which is interesting. Gotcha. Um, but anyways, yeah, I'll just give an overview of it because I feel like if I if I sat here and did like the whole lecture, it would take up too much time. <laughs> um, so anyways, if you're not uh, super familiar with uh, this sermon in Luke chapter six, it's... Um, it's actually known as the Sermon on the Plain uh, because um, in verse 17 it says, and he came down to them and stood on a level place. So that's why it's known as the Sermon on the Plain. Um, anyways, Jesus is talking to um, a great crowd of his disciples um, and a great multitude of people, it says, from all Judea and Jerusalem and the seacoast of Tyre, is that how you spell it? Tyre. Tyre and Sidon, who came to hear him and to be healed of their diseases. Um, and then in verse 20, where he starts the sermon, um, he lifted up his eyes on the disciples and said, so he's specifically talking um to his disciples right now saying, blessed are you who are poor for yours is the kingdom of God. Blessed are you who are hungry now for you shall be satisfied. Blessed are you who weep now for you shall laugh. Blessed are you when people hate you and when they exclude you and revile you and spurn your name as evil on account of the son of man. Rejoice in that day and leap for joy for behold, your reward is great in heaven, for so their fathers did to the prophets. Um, blessed here isn't just ref- like saying fortunate or happy. Um, it's a religious term and means those who enjoy the favor of God. Um, it's also really interesting that Luke seems to really emphasize um and be really concerned about uh the poor 
throughout his gospel. Um, and with uh, relaying the, the blessings that will be found in heaven um, for them. And then we move on in verse 24. But woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Woe to you who are full now, for you shall be hungry. Woe to you who laugh now, for you shall mourn and weep. Woe to you when all people speak well of you. For so their fathers did to the false prophets. So the woes here are corresponding to the um, to blessed in the previous verses. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's an interesting note in here uh, in my study Bible um, that says, those who do not realize their spiritual poverty but rely on their own achievement will reap disaster in the end. The term woe often introduces a prophetic oracle of doom. Pretty intense. Interesting. Doom. <laughs> Verse 27, but I say to you who hear. So now he's not just talking to his disciples. He's talking to all of the people. Um, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who abuse you. To one who strikes you on the cheek, offer the other also. And from one who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who begs from you. And from one who takes away your goods, do not demand them back. And as you wish that others would do to you, do so to them. So Jesus is really concerned, um, obviously, about the way that we treat people. And that we don't hold our earthly possessions too closely. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. And just really relaying the message that we need to be fair and just and honest um, in all of our dealings with people. And essentially, just treating our neighbor as we want to be treated, loving our neighbor as ourselves. If you love those who love you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what benefit is that to you? For even sinners do the same. And if you lend to those from whom you expect to receive, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners and to get back the same amount. But love your enemies and do good and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. This is a hard truth. Um <laughs> Um, as I was thinking about this, like, it's it's hard for me to, like, identify an enemy, like, okay. who my enemies are, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because when, like, when I think about, like, having enemies, I tend to think about, like, King David and how people, like actively sought to kill him like (laughs) he had like legit enemies (laughs) right um so when i think about like who my enemies are i can't really come up with like legit enemies Mm -hmm. um so it's almost hard for me to really apply this but at the same time like I find that sometimes it's really easy for me to treat people like they're my enemies. Yeah. Like, makes sense. Especially over social media, if something, if someone like doesn't agree with me on something, mm-hmm. then like my mindset will automatically go to like, like I'll just get defense, like they're an enemy and I need to defend myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and 
that's obviously not a legit enemy. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> but like, even I have a hard time like showing love towards someone who like isn't legitimately my enemy. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, so this is like, this is a really humbling passage. Yeah. And so, so hard to actually fulfill. I mean, obviously, because it says, be merciful as your father is merciful. Like, it's hard to be like God. (laughs) Because everything I do is stained in sin. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, so, yeah, just talking about enemy, I I agree with you, it's a gut check, because I think of something like even just being with the kids and not having patience with the kids when they're really whiny, or they're just fighting with each other, or they're just like straight up not even listening to me, Um, things like that, Uh, and how, you know, like you said, it kind of feels in that moment like, you're their enemy or they're your enemy. Like they're, they're trying to do things, you know, children can sometimes intentionally get on your nerves. Like, <laughs> like they can do things to just to push your buttons and, um, but they're not your enemies. <laughs> right. Um, so then, yeah, even, even thinking through, I mean, I think there's also like a broad kind of cultural application of, yeah, people who disagree with you, but not even just disagree with you, but like, um, I think of something like political enemies, right? Mm. People who are people who are doing things that are just like, um, who are defaming your character, or, or you know what? It's really just people who are sinning against you. Mm. I guess is what I'm thinking of, um, and how like we're not to treat them the way that they treat us, right? you know, to love your enemies. Um, I think I, you know, just as you've been reading it too, um, it's funny that you prefaced it with just the conversation of whether or not this is, you know, the, uh, Luke's account of the sermon on the Mount as well. Um, because yeah, it, a lot of it is like very similar stuff, but mm-hmm. then there, but then it's interesting because of some of the, like the differences that you see in there yeah. and how those are, like emphasized simply because they're placed next to um, other accounts of the Sermon on the Mount. So it's interesting from that perspective too, to see like, okay, what's different? Um, you know, I haven't read either of the, those commentaries, but um, yeah, the, the, it's interesting too to think through like, oh, was this the same sermon? And is Luke, did Luke just get something different from it? Or was this just given at a different place, and and these emphases were just um, different in, you know, different places where Jesus preached? Right. So it's pretty cool. All right. Well, I'll move on. Um, verse thirty-seven: Judge not, and you will not be judged. Um, I think it's it's important to note that uh, because we get. We get this uh, phrase um, wrong <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. so often because um, Jesus uh, in Matthew chapter 18 uh, teaches that his disciples must sometimes judge what others do and that the character of a person's heart uh, can be recognized from the actions that flow from it. Um, So what he's warning against here is the hypocrisy of those who condemn others for what they themselves are guilty of and the failure to show mercy. So really he's talking about people who are being hypocrites. Okay. So judge not and you will not be judged. Condemn not and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. There's a really interesting note here. Um, that says such forgiveness is not a reward, but unless we forgive others, we do not have genuine repentance and faith. And so exclude ourselves from forgiveness. Hmm. 
Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For with the measure you use it will be measured back to you. He also told them a parable. Can a blind man lead a blind man? Will they not both fall into a pit? A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone, when he is fully trained, will be like his teacher. So Jesus essentially is talking about discernment. Like, we need to, we need to exercise discernment and we need to, um, we need to know his word. Otherwise, we're leading people astray. And that, that makes sense too, like, especially coming right after that passage that says judge not, because like, yeah, immediately kind of what we think in our current context is like, you know, stop judging me. Right. Yeah. Um, which is, you know, you cannot say that what I'm doing is wrong. Like, because we live in a postmodern society where we don't have a standard of truth, um, what like judgment means like you can't make a judgment call against me mm-hmm. because you you're not me you don't know my experiences it's all like it's all subjective so don't you try and put your objectivity on me man um and that's not what Jesus is saying at all like you said um it has to do with the judgment of of like being a hypocrite yeah. of perform of doing the same things that you condemn other people for. Right. Um, because like the Bible is full of, and we've talked about this plenty of times. The Bible is full of commandments mm-hmm. <laughs> of things that you ought to be doing. So like for, so it clearly does not mean don't judge the actions that other people take. <laughs> like, yeah, you need to be able to judge right from wrong. Right. Right? That's a lot of what scripture teaches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is the differences between right and wrong. And so you ought to be able to make judgment calls, but in terms of like condemning people for uh in hypocrisy. Um yeah, that's what Jesus is talking about. So, anyways, sorry. I I just think like the fact that that is right before um that part about the blind leading the blind, like those are, those come right after each other because it's continuing the same thought. Right. And he, he explains it further too. Like, why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye, but do not notice the log that is in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, brother, let me take out that speck that is in your eye. When you yourself do not see the log that is in your own eye, you hypocrite first take out the log out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to take out the speck that is in your brother's eye. There you go. <laughs> For no good tree bears bad fruit, nor again does a bad tree bear good fruit. For each tree is known by its own fruit. For figs are not gathered from thorn bushes, nor are grapes picked from a bramble bush. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good and the evil person out of his evil treasure produces evil for out of the abundance of the heart his mouth speaks why do you call me lord lord and not do what i tell you everyone who comes to me and hears my words and does them will show you what he is like he is like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not do them is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. When the stream broke against it, immediately it fell and the ruin of that house was great. It reminds me of a song we were singing at choir practice today that we'll be singing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. On Christ's solid rock I stand. Yeah, there you go. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. 
It's a good song. Yeah. Yeah. And I think continuing with that same theme of like hypocrisy, like, you know, a, a good tree doesn't bear bad fruit. A bad tree doesn't bear good fruit. Like, again, this, um, it, this clarifies that what Jesus said earlier, like judge not and you won't be judged. Like it's, st- if you take that in the current, our current cultural understanding of that, of what judging means, then it immediately contradicts, like Jesus immediately contradicts himself mm. by talking about like good fruit and bad fruit. Yeah. Because how would you be able to judge whether good fruit is good and bad fruit is bad? Like if you're not supposed to judge, like what, how, that doesn't even make any sense. So clearly, um, judging when jesus is talking about judging he's not talking about determining whether something is right or wrong exactly yeah exactly no that's a it's a good thing to be able to do that yeah (laughs) not a bad thing so we would be in complete and utter chaos if we didn't have that yeah yeah it doesn't right it's the thing is it's it's only that's just used as a defense Right. I mean, it's only because people don't want to be called out, and I get it. Like, it sucks being called out. It is. <laughs> like, uh, shame is like it sucks. <laughs> it is shameful mm-hmm. <laughs> to be ashamed and to know that what you're doing is wrong, and what you have done is wrong. Like, it's embarrassing and it hurts and it sucks. Um, but also, that's like kind of what's required for the gospel to take root. Is yeah, like humility. <laughs> so, uh, so I, I mean, I get it, but I mean, that's just it's that phrase there, taken by itself out of context, um, is often used for like people to be able to defend themselves. Oh, well, you shouldn't be judging. Like, yeah, I might be doing something wrong, but you're doing something wrong by judging me. Like, ugh, ugh. or even just Yuck. like the like. Don't judge me like you're a sinner too. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah, I am. But Jesus tells me that I need to be a good brother or sister to you and yeah. call you out on your sin, call you to repentance. Right. Like, so what about you? What about me? What you be learning? What about, oh, okay. So, um, finished up the geography course that I was taking. Um, and then got a few days off before I started my new course this past week. And it is, oh, geez. You know how I was saying how my last course had a really long name? What was it? Historical Geography of Ancient Israel? Something like that. Uh, well, this course has an even longer name. I'm not sure exactly <laughs> what it is off the top of my head. But it's something like Historical Backgrounds of Ancient Near... No, it, no it's like Ancient Near East Background. I, I don't remember. Anyways, um, it's the course is so it's it's still just the first week, and so like we've basically just done kind of an overview of what we're going to be looking at and why. Um, And so the course is basically taking a look at the surrounding cultures, like basically ancient Near East cultures that surrounded Israel. So kind of the big powers, because if you, if you think of Israel, like Israel, yes, it has, it had its own, certainly its own distinct culture, its own distinct practices. Um, but Israel was never a big nation. Mm. Like, yes, it was a few million people like, yeah, in, in that sense, but it was always surrounded by larger people groups like Mm -hmm. Egypt and uh you know it was taken over by the persians um babylonians um assyrians people like that that kind of held much bigger sway in the world scene yeah um, especially someone like the egyptians right who um you know were one of the first like they've been around forever <laughs> one of the first like major world powers um so that said Israel was certainly influenced by the surrounding cultures in a number of different ways. Um, Often we see in the Old Testament, like how much, I mean, something like polygamy, right? Right. That is obviously um, sin, that God calls sin and is very clear that a man is to take one wife. Um, But we see all through the Old Testament that 
uh, the Israelites are by and large cool with polygamy. Yeah. Um, and that clearly was picked up from other cultures, from the surrounding cultures, because that is not what God uh, told them to do. Right. <laughs> right. It's in direct opposition to what God had already set down. I mean, he warned, <laughs> he warned the kings of Israel, don't take many wives. And what they do? They all they were all polygamists. Uh, the best of them, King David, you know, <laughs> at the height of his like, you know, King Solomon <laughs> had a freaking harem of the quote unquote wisest of king, right? Exactly. Well, and oh, I'm gonna go down a rabbit trail for just a second. But what <laughs> what baffles me about Solomon is like, you read the Proverbs, and that's written by Sol- by and large, is written by Solomon, right? Um, and that specifically, there are chapters that talk about how, uh, like, to uh, beware of the the temptress, mm-hmm. right? Now, obviously, that can mean just sin in general. It doesn't have to mean a specific woman. Um, it could just mean a form of sin. It could, like, I usually take it as, like, the lust within my own heart, right? Mm-hmm. The, the part of me that wants to, um, that is tempted by the temptress, not not an actual physical person, right? So there's there's a larger concept there. But like what I'm saying is Solomon knew intellectually that that's wrong. The temptress is wrong. And to keep yourself because she will sap your bones, right? Mm-hmm. Like she will she will um absolutely destroy you. And yet he had hundreds of wives and hundreds of concubines. Like even though he knew intellectually that it was wrong, that it was dangerous. Like, it makes me wonder, like, how common STDs were back then. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it certainly, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's very, I mean, yeah, we're living in 2019. We're millennials. We've never known, uh, like, even pre-birth control. Like right. What you know? What what life was like? Um, we the sexual revolution in America happened before we were born. Yeah, <laughs> that's just the world that we live. Birth in. control back then was the pullout method. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Which God killed a guy over. Yeah. Hopefully there were no kids in the room. Uh, you don't have <laughs> to explain anything <laughs> like that. Um, right. Yeah. So so even something like that. So well, and that's how we get to the insanity of today, where. You completely divorce pregnancy and children from the act. Wow, major rabbit trail. Yes. Um, so yeah, <laughs> how did we get here talking about Solomon? Oh, and talking about just how Israel was influenced by the surrounding cultures. Yeah. Often um, we see the negative repercussions of that. So I was using polygamy as an example. But there are also not necessarily positive examples, but there are things like... Um, Geez, like the Babylonian law code, okay? Um, I, and I don't r- recall off the top of my head what king, what Babylonian king had put this into place. Um, but you see other ancient Near Eastern... No, no, it was way before that. <laughs> um, you see other um, Near Eastern law codes that are similar to the law codes in the Bible, um, in Leviticus and Deuteronomy. Um, sometimes even having the same laws. And uh, so as Christians, we can either just assume, oh, well, they took that from, you know, from the Israelites. Well, they were image bearers as well and had a conscience. Right, right. You can also assume the, the opposite of that. Oh, well, Israel obviously had to have taken that from the larger culture. Right. Neither, I think. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's that's what it is. And that's why, like, that's kind of what this course is is going to be going through. It's, compa- it's called comparative studies. So mm-hmm. you're comparing two cultures, but you have to be very careful and not assume either way. Right. Like, you can see the similarities because surrounding cultures influence each other. Like, it's just their world... American culture is highly influenced by uh, the Renaissance, mm. right? And by Enlightenment thinking. Um, it's just part of the 
like the culture that we swim. You know, I, I brought up earlier just our postmodern culture. A lot of people today wouldn't tell you they're postmodernists. They might not even know what that means. Uh, not and. I hope I didn't sound like a total like me actually like nerd. <laughs> I, I don't mean it that way. I just mean like, it's not something, it, it's something we take for granted mm-hmm. that truth is abstract and that like by and large people today don't believe in absolute truth. Right. You know, there's your truth and there's my truth. Critical thinking is not a, uh, popular practice yeah yeah or even when you do think deeply like we yeah we just take things for granted that have not in previous generations been taken for granted Mm -hmm. so the reason i the reason i say that is just because we are in we're influenced by so many different things so many different um ideas and philosophies that have come before us and so what this course um what i'm going to be learning over the next few weeks is how israel was influenced by the cultures that surrounded them. Again, not assuming that it was always just a one-way street, but also acknowledging that like, yeah, the way that Israel interacted um, in order to interact with other people, which is something that Israel was called to do as a nation, they Mm -hmm. were called to bless other nations. um, So they were not supposed to just be completely insular. Um, They were called to be in the world, but not of the world. Yeah, exactly. Um, you see that, sorry, again, another soapbox here, just from my, my previous <laughs> course. Um, you see that in the salvation of Rahab and her family from Jericho. Like, God told the Israelites to take over Canaan to destroy everyone in Jericho. Yet, Rahab and her family were saved. So even God's command to destroy all the Canaanites meant that to destroy those who would stay Canaanites. But those who would become Israelites, would worship the Israelite God and be assimilated into Israel. Um, they, you're not to kill those people. Like mm-hmm. there, was, there was an offer of salvation for even the Canaanites that was, that was granted to them. So um, anyways, th- yeah, again, just a little soapbox, just a little, you know, just a little <laughs> nugget I had to throw out there just because it popped into my head. Um, so I'm excited for the rest of this course. I'm sure, you know, like, as always, you know, I'll talk about little bits here and there, but um, it's already brought up some interesting things and actually something that has kind of um, had me thinking like just there's always been a question mark in the back of my mind since it was pointed out to me. Um, there, there are certain practices. One of the practices that was brought up already in the first week is... Um, Sorry, I mean, I don't know if I need to preface this with whatever, uh, but, you know, maybe you don't want little children to hear this word, um, but it appears in the scripture a lot. Um, The practice of circumcision. So circumcision was not unique to Israel. Um, Other cultures, I didn't know this until like this week, other ancient Near Eastern cultures practice circumcision as well. Well, that makes sense because, I mean, there are... Even like certain parts of like, was it Africa that practice circumcision, but not necessarily, it's mainly for like health reasons. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. I, I don't know, you know, I don't know the history behind it. Like to I said, stop the I just learned it. STDs certain mostly. STDs. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I, I didn't know that. I thought it was unique to Israel. Um, but it's what God used. Right, right. It's, it's the sign of the covenant of the old covenant that he gave to Abraham, um, to pass down to the Israelites. So, so even that we see, so this is the interesting thing is God can use, can and does use um, certain cultural practices in order to um, explain certain things, like give certain pictures. Uh, because obviously, like circumcision, the, you know, Paul talks about this, the true circ- circumcision is the circumcision of the heart. Right. It's the cutting away of, like even, eh, I'm going to go back here um, because my last course, like um, the Israelites were circumcised 
when they entered into Canaan before they took Jericho um, because there was a new generation who was born in the wilderness and they hadn't been circumcised yet. And, and that even in that chapter of Joshua, it says that their reproach was, was rolled away. Like they were circumcised to so that their repro- the reproach of Egypt would be taken away. Mm. Um, so like circumcision is, is that it's a picture of the cutting away of uh, sin. Sin, yeah. So, uh, so that's interesting, and that has implications. Um, here's where my mind goes with it. I work in tech at a church. Like, you know, I don't know, 50 years ago, like this wouldn't be, even have been a job. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. like this is not even, I, I recognize how, th- how crazy it is that I can do this for a living and like make money off of it at least for now, mm-hmm. <laughs> it seems to be working. Um, but it, a lot of what I do, like, honestly, is what's deeply ingrained. It is very cultural, okay? Um, you know, when we, I'll just throw an example. I know not everyone's going to agree with me, and maybe this is why, you know, I'm little R reformed instead of big R reformed. <laughs> um, but something as simple as, like, dimming the lights when we start to sing songs that is totally cultural. And I completely agree. Like we as a culture dim lights and use lighting to accent certain things, Mm -hmm. right? You go to the movies, they turn the lights off so that the brightest thing in the room is a movie Mm -hmm. so that you watch the movie. You go to a concert. Oftentimes they dim the lights, they turn the lights off and shine light on the stage so that your attention will be on the stage. Right. And that's similar to what we do in a contemporary service in our contemporary church. We don't change the lights in the classic service, but in the contemporary (laughs) service, because that's what people are used to nowadays. um, We do that to minimize distractions. And so that your focus is on the songs that you're singing. Mm -hmm. Now I understand there's another argument that like, Oh, well that takes away from the fact that you're in the congregation. You can't see anyone else. Okay. That like, that's a legitimate, argument i understand that you can still hear people though that's not what i'm getting at what i'm getting at different preferences exactly is that their preferences and that they are culturally motivated and we do these things um so that because in our current culture in 2019 the you know the millennial or who or whoever off the streets um who wants to come to church who we want to invite into the church um to hear the gospel are used to these certain things. Mm-hmm. And so we want to be accommodating to that, you know, to a certain extent. We use the culture that we're in. We want to com- be able to communicate with our culture is basically what I'm saying. And that, I think there's a precedent set for that all through scripture. Um, you know, from things like Paul even quoting the the poets of the day or the, you know, the the popular songs of the day um it's using the things that are common in in the culture in order to communicate well with the culture that they're in Mm -hmm. and so this course is like taking a look at that um within the old testament and so some of the things one thing that i mentioned earlier that i never actually like explained where i was going with um is another practice the practice of baptism Okay, you can have all kinds baptism. of baptism debates. You know, that's not Naptism. what this is about. We are Baptists, um, so clearly, I mean, we view baptism a little bit differently than Presbyterians. But interesting thing is, where's where's the first time that you see baptism in the Scripture? It's the baptism of John. Okay, John is baptizing his followers, and then there's John that. the Baptist. Exactly. Yeah. And then you see uh, Jesus practicing baptism. Well, where where did this idea come from? Because it pops up in the scriptures, and there is no like explanation. It is not. Um, it is not something that is like unique. It's not something that um, it was prophesied. It was prophesied. How so? Like, what what do you mean by that? Well, John was prophesied about, like what he would do was prophesied about. Right. But I'm saying the practice of baptism, like when John, it just says that he baptized people. It doesn't explain why. It doesn't explain what was like, 
like what was happening there. Baptism was a cultural practice. Like that's, it's not something that just popped up. It's not something that John was just like, Oh, I'm going to do this cool thing with my followers. Now you're going to be dunked in water. Like it was something that the culture did that symbolized something, but it was used like God used it and is still continuing to use it Mm -hmm. um, in such a way. Now, obviously God is sovereign. And so like, yes, he's sovereign over those cultures. Like he made it perfectly, you know, as a part of that culture in order to continue it. Right. I'm not, I'm not saying that God didn't have a hand in creating it. What I'm saying is that the culture influenced um, the way that, the way that Christianity communicates, like the elements of, of, of Christianity was influenced by the culture. And again, I don't, say that to say that oh well christianity is just an amalgamation of all these other things no i'm saying that god uses things within the culture to communicate because it's impactful mm-hmm. <laughs> he communicates in such a way that we can understand right uh, and and that's what i think is amazing so anyways it's only the first week of the class and uh i'm i'm excited to learn more because i am very ignorant <laughs> so um a lot of this course is probably just going to be like oh yeah i never noticed that oh i feel stupid i i yeah so anyways i'm stoked cool yeah but that's what we're gonna that's what we decided to talk about today was what we've been thinking about over the past week and mine was schoolwork and yours was this lecture that you're mm-hmm. given so luke six and comparing cultures in milk in what Milk cultures. Pasteurized cultures. What? What happened? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I'm really confused now. I'm sorry. You know, like live cultures and yogurt and milk. Oh. Yeah. It was a bad joke. It was. Yeah. I didn't get it. Crashed and burned. If you have any bad jokes for us, you can send them to us a number of different ways. We have an email address. They're so talk probably to me like podcast your podcast is a bad joke. <laughs> That's <laughs> not <laughs> untrue. Uh, you can tweet at us. Our handle on Twitter is so underscore talk to me. Um, what other ways can you get in touch? We've got a Facebook group. Uh, excuse me. A Facebook page. page. Facebook.com slash so talk to me. And uh, on Instagram, our handle is at So Talk to Me Podcast. Do you have any recommendations before we sign off for the evening? I think I already I recommended those D and D episodes. That's right. Um, Dungeons and Dragons. It's fun. Doctrine and Devotion. Oh yeah, um, that's right. And did you want to let our listeners know what happened last week? Yes, we I was oh. going to do that. I just had a reco. Oh, okay. We do that. We What's your reco? My recommendation is the Crossway podcast. Um, I just got into it oh, yeah. recently. I forgot you said that, that that exists. Yes. And I was very impressed. They're like 30 minute episodes. They're like pretty short. And it's just an interview with someone. The, uh, generally, it's someone who's written a book that crossway has published and so they're talking about the material that they cover in the book and the episodes that i've listened to have just been very interesting um there was one with john piper that i was just like man i like piper a lot he's a really cool dude not that i agree with everything that he ever says but man some weird views on justification but Uh, yeah yeah (laughs) Depending Let's on not how get you into take it. it. Another <laughs> non-traversy. Um, anyways, so the Crossway podcast. Check it out. It's good stuff. Um, so before we sign off, we did just want to address um, why we didn't put out an episode last week and why we were asking for your prayers. Um, we were not trying to keep anything from you, but we didn't want to start this episode on a downer note. So uh, we we just wanted to wait till the end to do that. Um, yeah, we also just, I don't know, we're not really ready to, I don't know. Actually talk about it. Yeah, go depth. really in depth. So yeah. 
Um, but uh, last week, unfortunately, we did um, experience a miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, we uh, we've been trying for several months, and was it the thirteenth? It's a Sunday, right? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. On the thirteenth, we um, found out that we were pregnant, mm-hmm. and then. Two days later, I started bleeding, and then um, we found out the day after that that um, by some results of a, some tests that it was a miscarriage that yeah. we were miscarrying. Um, so that's why we didn't have an episode because I was was pretty much in. The thick of it last Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously wasn't feeling up to recording a podcast. Yeah. Um, yeah. And as you can imagine, I mean, like this podcast is about talking, you know, so like some of the things that have been going on in our heads. And obviously that was the big thing that was going on in our heads. And yeah, we just were not. And still like, yeah, we don't want to go into a it go into depth about it. So like, uh, like we, we didn't have anything to talk about, <laughs> you know, we were hurting yeah. and sad and it would not have made for good conversation. <laughs> right. It just, yeah. So, so not yeah, that we weren't talking, we were still talking <laughs> to each other, you know, like we recommend talk to your spouse and, um, you know, we've talked about grief on other episodes and grief is a weird thing because we all experience it differently. And so like, yeah, it was, I mean, I, I, I think because of our past experiences, we were able to walk through that. And I'm not saying that we're out of the weeds, you know, there's still, there's still healing that, um, that there always will be. I mean, exactly, exactly. Um, that baby will always be our third child and mm-hmm. we'll always love it and miss it. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, oh, oh, that, that's where I was going is that uh, it really helps, you know, especially when you're married, um, just to talk uh, when you're going through grief. I mean, some people might ball up, I guess, probably do naturally but that doesn't mean i don't want to talk and so like we were we were talking a lot with each other we were very open with each other um because we were experiencing that grief together um so we're very very blessed by having wonderful families mm -hmm. and a great church family and friends who really just surrounded us and supported us and were praying for us and are mm-hmm. still praying for us. And right. We still need those prayers, so keep yes. praying for us. <laughs> yes. Um, we were provided with some meals and mm. just really loved on and cared for. So yeah. God is faithful. He's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, don't want to, don't want to dwell on it too long. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, I've already started crying, so. Lots, <laughs> there's lots to say and lots to, to kind of unpack, but that is not going to be this episode, nor do I foresee it being uh, for a while, just because we're still raw, and it's yeah. still going to be raw for quite a while. It was our child. Um, so, yeah, we just wanted to inform you. Hope didn't scare anyone, because I didn't want to give any kind of uh, inference as to what was going on. I hope it didn't seem like we were having marital issues. Um, I don't know. I, I listened back to what I said and I was like, huh, I hope if, I hope no one gets that, but maybe that's just me thinking too much. Um, so I hope I didn't scare anyone. Um, but that is what happened to us. So yes, please, if you could continue to pray for us, we would be most appreciative. Um, but Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to another episode. Now go talk to your spouse or friend or someone. Go just have some conversation. Go grab coffee. Have some good conversation. 
Talk about what you've been thinking about this week. Are you in school? We'll tell someone about it. Have you been reading a good passage, a good chunk of scripture? Go talk to someone like your spouse. Good night. Good night. Or goodbye. I don't know when you're listening to this. Peace, homies. Peace.